Hi, welcome to Dream Talk Radio. This is Anne Hill, and with me today is my dear friend, Sarah Spalding Phillips. Uh, Sarah is a longtime uh, leader of women's mystery circles in Sonoma County. She is a former psychotherapist and um, a very wise woman, and I'll leave it at that for now. Sarah, welcome. Thank you, Anne. It's wonderful to be here. I'm, I'm so glad we're finally able to do this. Yes, <laughs> me too. It's a beautiful day out, it's harvest. It feels yeah. like a perfect day to talk about Jung and the Red Book and uh, and spirituality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and you and I have known each other. I think almost ten. Uh, oh. No, 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 no. Twenty years. Almost twenty, twenty years. years. Yes. So we'll dip into that a little bit. But let's start with what's what's happening. Why the purpose for this interview, which is that you and Sam Kimball's have been doing an incredible series on. Carl Jung's psycho-spiritual um, crisis and the evolution or the emergence of the Red Book. Right. And right. there's one coming up on November 1st and 2nd that exactly. has to do with spirituality and religion. So maybe you can frame the series for us. What was the inspiration for that, and what are you are working toward in that series? Well, Sam and I went to Zurich to go to the Institute, the Jungian Institute, in almost 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we were very, very excited about being in Europe, being in Zurich, being in Carl Jung's uh, home and his, his, the place where he developed his theoretical material uh, as an as a analytical psychologist. And while we were there, interestingly enough, there was all this rumor about his having written um, a, a personal journal throughout his his crisis, which was uh, some people say it was a psychotic uh, episode. It lasted for a very long time, and he framed it as being a psycho spiritual crisis, where he absolutely, when he when he came through ten years later, or in and out of ten years, he uh, he was a different person, and the material that came through during this time formulated much of his theory and while he was and he was working and teaching and it wasn't uh, an institutionalized um, crisis I think it was a crisis of his soul which many people experience in their lifetime where they are successful and then they they decide what am I going to do with the rest of my life and how do I make meaning and from that he uh, he developed many of his amazing theories but we heard about this red book this red book it was called the red book and uh, all through our studies in the institute that year and how he had not only written but he'd drawn and Mm. painted the most beautiful imagery and no one it was under lock and key he had passed away by then but no one none of his family wanted to let this book go Mm. until the last few years it was published, and it was a wonderful um, opening into this man's deep psyche mm-hmm. and his all of his uh, incredible journey. And so, there are uh, uh, through the institute in San Francisco and all over the country, there are uh, presentations about the Jung, about Jung and the Red Book. But and Sam and I wanted to bring it to Sonoma County mm-hmm. to make it more available to. Professionals and lay people, because it certainly has relevance to all of us mm-hmm. in 
this period of crisis mm -hmm. in our world and in our lives. And so we have done, this is our uh, fifth presentation. We do uh, a day and a half workshop in the spring and in the fall. Mm -hmm. And we've covered a variety of material yeah. of uh, different yeah. aspects because it's such, it's so vast, mm -hmm. dreams and his uh, connection to shamanism and mm -hmm. other cultures. Uh, his, his, uh, we're going to do one in the spring about art. Mm -hmm. And this particular workshop, we're emphasizing the more religious, spiritual imagery mm -hmm. and his visions. Many of them came through dreams. Mm -hmm. It's a um, dream for a lot of people that deal with the inner world and, and the psyche and just consciousness. Yeah. Dreams are a big, as you well know, are a big source of our inspiration yeah. and our ideas. And so dreams are always woven through all of the workshops mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and we make space for that. But we're, we, um, we just take a, a microscopic view of an aspect each time because it's, it would be overwhelming. Right. And so this, this um, in, on, uh, interestingly enough, it's the Celtic New Year. Yes. And you and I can talk more about right. that later. And I, I specifically chose that because uh -huh. it's a very, the veil is the thinnest between the worlds and it's a very, it's a very auspicious time to be dealing with spirituality mm -hmm. and religion. So the uh, the seminar that you're doing the the it's a Friday evening uh, talk and then a Saturday all day experiential yes, exactly. piece, and it's on the thing that really strikes me is how you framed it as the um, the um, bringing God God s God s yes. both aspects yes. of divinity back into the psyche. Yes, and I'm curious what you mean. What's the intention behind that title? Well, it, um, you know, a lot of the crisis many people talk about that we're undergoing is that we've gotten so far away from um, connection to our deep, our deep uh, dreams, musings, um, inner life. And that, well, Nietzsche has been saying God is dead. And I think that part of our um, hope in framing this material and presenting it is that it gives people an opportunity to talk not only about their faith and religion from their childhood mm -hmm. and how that has formed their lives, but where they are now in terms of their beliefs and their connection to God or the goddess. And I, I say, or the goddess and the goddess, mm -hmm. because... One of the things, Anne, that's been very important to me with the Red Book and with Jung is that I, I was raised in a very Christian home, uh, Episcopal, Episcopalian. My, my father was extremely devout. My grandmother had been an intergenerational devotion to Christianity and to the Church of England and the Episcopal Church here in the America. And I, um, I became disenchanted through my life Partially because, one, I was not allowed to be a priest mm -hmm. in 1950s when I wanted to be a priest. <laughs> they didn't allow priests. And um, my, my parish minister said I could be a nun, but not a priest. I did not want to be anything that, had, that was named nun. 
because at that time I wanted to be something. So it was um, it was a crisis for me, and I left the church for many years. Uh-huh. And through my study in psychology, which has been vast and long, 40-plus years, right. I discovered Jung. And through Jung, it helped me get back into the Inner, my inner life and my indwelling spirit. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about the ego and the self, big S, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that self being the indwelling yeah. of spirit. And this helped me on my search for what is my own spirituality and uh, where is the feminine face mm-hmm. of God. And so that is much of what I'm going to bring into Jung's work. Interestingly enough, in the Red Book, as as um, religious and spiritual as Jung, I believe, was, he was the son of a minister, right. Lutheran minister, and who also lost faith in mm. his Christianity and went through a crisis. And so Jung, that was his the right. soil on right. which he was he developed as a young boy and um so interestingly enough the the whole family even though he he had a strong connection to the which he called the anima yeah. which is the indwelling the soul mm. um of of um, especially men uh it wasn't rep- the female face of god was not well represented as in any of the imagery, in any of the drawings mm-hmm. in the Red Book. And it's woven in, but it yeah. isn't front and foremost. So in in my search, I I went I had to go back into the my ancestry, mm-hmm. which Jung also did in, right. in and back into the archetypal material, the deep psyche, the archetypal mm-hmm. realm. Um, and of course, I I discovered that my ancestry was Celtic, pagan, mm-hmm. and that the goddess was very present in in that. Mm-hmm. So, in lots of ways, he he was the doorway, and and his crisis and his journey was a doorway for me to really discover where I am today and where I where my my spirituality lives. Right. You know, it's interesting. So many fascinating biographies start with, I wanted to be a priest, but they didn't let, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fill in the blank, maybe. And so, well, where does spirit, where does that, yes. that, that urge, you know, that spark take us in yes. life? <laughs> and, of course, that's where we intersect, because yeah. you have been priestessing. Yeah. For really since you were maybe maybe many lives, <laughs> and um, and yet you know at you you uh, yeah. You. Well, and I think I mean it's also interesting that you know Jung could have easily been a priest. He was a preacher's kid, as we would call him now, yes, and yes. and that way was completely open to him. But he wanted that something else too. So. Yes. I think to me, why those become great biographies, great stories and myths, really, of awakening and, uh, as Jung would say, individuating, is that we're forced to go another track, and then at some point, the, the two paths merge anyway. Yes. And we are yes. able to sort of embrace, re-embrace this wholeness. Yes. Um, and so, yes, the goddess, I'm interested what, in what you were saying, that 
I mean, from the little I know about the Red Book, right? There's Philemon. There's all these characters that right. he had this ongoing and right and that he had dialogues. He had with. ongoing dialogues yeah. with in his you know whatever we choose to call them in these visions right. and right. experiences. Right. Um, and there were uh, were there any goddess figures or uh, he did have a dialogue with. Um, an Egyptian, mm. I'm uh, something, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 figure that right. he was very um, that he right. died uh, that represented was really the stand-in right. for I think the feminine, more yeah. of the feminine. It's there always when he talks about the anima uh-huh. and when he talks about integrating uh, right. the female and the male energies, the soul. The on, mm-hmm. which means is Latin anima is Latin for mm-hmm. soul. The soul is so represented, yeah. and Sophia. I think there's mention of Sophia yes, and, right. um, yeah, yeah. so and but in the the Red Book, there's really only one that I'm aware of. One drawing, and she's a Madonna. Uh-huh. She's a Mary-like figure. She's yeah. a goddess, yeah. and uh, and the moon. Yes, and so I, you know, I feel kind of defensive, and I don't want to defend because mm-hmm. I think he was a man of his time. Sure, and that God or in anti-God mm-hmm. was something they struggled with right. uh, a great deal in that time, and that. But and he he brought in the whole integration of yes, the male and the female absolutely. through the idea of anima absolutely. and animus. Well, and you and I are of our time too, and we were very both heavily influenced by second wave feminism. Yes. I mean, you even before that, and and when we talk about the goddess, I think the last twenty years of our friendship has been really actively. Reimagining what that is, I think that when we when we came in in the you know seventies and eighties, this idea of the great goddess really captured everyone's imagination. And as we know now, well, that's sort of how we reimagine what was something quite different in various times and places. So, where are you at now with your understanding and your experience of the feminine face of God? Well, I guess it, one of the other things that I'm very grateful to my work with Jung and my work with the Red Book is that I have a much larger, all-inclusive um, idea because I practice Buddhism, mm-hmm. and um, my many of my my colleagues um, have been very informative and have adopted me into Judaism, and then the goddess is is so strong and so present in everything because it is the sacred. Yeah. And the thing that I, I loved about um, putting words or, or journeying through my experience in Jungian psychology, analytical psychology, is Jung talks about the indwelling of spirit. And in all of our work, the goddess is an indwelling mm-hmm. being. It's a, we're connected to the earth, mm-hmm. and and internally, we as women especially have have brought that whole. Um, it's much bigger than any specific idea about yeah. 
God or spirit. Right. It's much broader. It's much more connected to everything that we see mm-hmm. and everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And thou art God is a very, in, in certainly in my young life, would be blasphemous mm-hmm. because God was apart from me mm-hmm. and apart from us, this great bearded man in the sky who you who I was afraid of. Right. The whole evolution of my journey is that God is much more, I mean, is internalized. Mm -hmm. He, she is everywhere. And we are God. Yeah. So. That reminds me, I'll never forget, when I was in school getting my doctorate, I took a class with Andrew Harvey. Mm -hmm. And uh, his question to all of us at one afternoon was, uh, we did this whole, um, it was actually a Tibetan Buddhist uh, meditation, and anyway, the, the upshot of it was, the question is, who, who, who is your God? What is your image of God? And, you know, so from when we grew up, I was raised Christian too, Presbyterian, so yes, that was, there was a single image of God, and it was a he and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. and and so I, it was surprising to me, this was uh, about 10 years ago, to be in this deep meditation and have that question posed to me. And I'm going through my Rolodex, you know, <laughs> like the whole Celtic pantheon and all these different, like, who, that's such an interesting question. Yeah. Because, and, and I think that it is, uh, it's not something that we tend to look at a lot but uh, at this moment, but, you know, in this image-rich time that we live in, where all of these different uh, local and regional and indwelling aspects of divinity are being uncovered and represented, it can sometimes be hard to find our own unique anchor. What really, like, what's the big kahuna? You know, what really is that source Right. Whether or not it's how we envision or what we'd like to be, right. you know, or what we've been thinking, you know, none of that stuff. It's much more core, right? much more core experience, very somatic. Right. And I think my study of Hawaiian, uh, uh, you mentioned kahuna, right. the big, uh, I, the, the whole Hawaiian spirituality is that God is in every stone, every leaf, mm-hmm. every every shell, every fish, every shark. Right. The God is everywhere. And in, in my many years of, of uh, doing women's groups, women's mysteries groups, one of the grounding is, is following the wheel of the year, the cycles as they flow mm-hmm. one to another. We're, we're in fall, we're coming very close to Samhain, yeah. the Celtic word for October actually, but it's also Dio de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. It's the time that we're, um, we can connect with the ancestors where mm-hmm. the veil is very thin. Many cultures believe yeah. that and practice that. And then we move into winter and so on through the year. And just having that connection mm-hmm. in my body and remembering how the wheel turns and the impermanence of and yet this the the cycle has is a lot of where my spirit current spirituality mm-hmm. lives because it connects me to spirit and culture right. and also nature and my own nature right. of of youthening and then aging and being born and 
dying mm-hmm. and being reborn and our our families yeah. and our as they so it just that that to me is is the essential yes and of course now you have great granddaughters I oh do, my goodness I, do. I am about and I, and and nearby in our in another and very close to Anna and I right now is my beloved oldest eldest granddaughter who you married yes I did and, uh, <laughs> And we're going to celebrate the harvest. We're going to the harvest today. <laughs> so there yes. is the cycle continues. And and it, it really is. I totally agree. Following the seasons of the year, I mean, you speak about the indwelling. And to me, the uh, 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 observing and acknowledging the seasonal festivals is sort of the outer dwelling. Mm-hmm. It's like the container mm-hmm. that holds our experience yes. of that every day, every moment sacred connection yes yes yes. and the change the change that that we are constantly in movement and in in process right and that's been that's very rich yeah and I to get back to why we present and share our uh, great love Sam's and my great love of of well of the psyche really and of of dreams and of of intuitions and of all of what we've talked about and why we do the Red Book for our community is is because it is so inclusive. He is a fantastic artist. Mm. He disavowed that. And, of course, that didn't make um, those of us that love to do art right. very happy. Okay. But he wanted so much in his time to be accredited as yes. a scientific man and as a... A, a theoretical and not as an artist right. but his artwork is gorgeous mm-hmm. and the Im- images and the symbols are cross cultures mm-hmm. and archetypal yes. and inspirational There, he does a lot of mandalas yes he does yeah, this so the mandalas so we'll do we'll do we, I try to incorporate artwork in our in our because we'll get a lot of beautiful information mm-hmm. Sam is a Weaver of words and concepts, mm-hmm. and knows Jung so deeply, and I'm the one that adds the other part and helps really our right brain integrate mm-hmm. some of all of the things that we hear yeah. and know and realize. So uh, we'll have dialogues about our mm-hmm. old religion and our current or our old faith or lack of it, mm-hmm. and where we are today. Mm-hmm. And we'll do some writing and artwork and and time for dreams so and you set this up for for therapists and 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 practitioners now but there's also a nice uh mix of people like me who just sort of come to get a little dose of Jung because I'm never gonna read that book no no (laughs) I really treasure my friendships with people who have read that well, that's what we can do. So it's and so there's been dreamers and artists writers. and writers. Yes, yes. A lot of different people are attracted to the larger, um, the larger container yeah. of uh, yeah. of psychology, really, right. and and what makes us tick and yeah. what what really matters yeah. and the sacred. Yeah. So. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Yes, and, uh, yes, we're looking forward to you. You're always a wonderful addition oh, with your background thanks. and your 
and your your opinions, uh, yeah, opinions, <laughs> and your ability to weave your own language into the mix. It's a, I think it's a really wonderful cross cultural um, yes coming together. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, this is. Uh, Jung's Psycho-Spiritual Crisis and the Emergence of the Red Book. Right. And it is uh, Friday, November 1st from 7 to 9. Exactly. And then Saturday from 10 to 5. Exactly. In Santa Rosa. Yes, at the Volunteer Center. At the Volunteer. It's very reasonably priced. Yes. And uh, you can either come for Friday or Saturday or both. Yes. And how, see, should we give Sam's uh, number? Yes, let's give Sam's number. Okay. He's, he's um, coordinating right. much of it. And his number is 707-544-6647, Dr. Sam Kimball's. Right. And, um, and he can, they can call me, too, okay. uh, Sarah Spalding Phillips at 538-3998. 707538. Yeah. And will you, is the uh, flyer available? The flyer is available. I've set up a Facebook event. Okay. And okay. Uh, so, so yeah. that's another way, that's another way they can access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And come. Great. Oh, it's such a delight talking Thank with you, you, Sarah. So easy. <laughs> Wonderful to see your shiny face. <laughs> Likewise. All right. So, thank you. You bet. That wraps up another Dream Talk Radio podcast. I'm Ann Hill, and you can find my past shows at dreamtalkradio.net and on iTunes. Be sure and join the Dream Talk Radio Facebook page or follow me on Twitter at Ann Hill to get announcements about future shows. Thanks for listening.